This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the TuneIn radio app. And I'm Lawson Walters, and beside me is Gemma Chapman and Harley Southwell. Welcome back to Faith FM. <laughs> that, that's terrible. Lawson, that sounded so bad. <laughs> Welcome back to Faith FM. <laughs> Look, I didn't invite you here to make fun of me. <laughs> Welcome to Faith FM. <laughs> I think we're getting sidetracked here. No, 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 we're not. Um... Yeah, look, we're back. Um, second hour of the show. Of course, we have come to our encounter with God time. We have sitting across from us a special guest here in the studio with us this morning. Um, and that is Shell Southwell, who is producing a show. We love her and she's great. Oh, I meant actually Lyle, uh, Lyle Southwell. No, he's not even here. We have Lyle's son, Harley Southwell. Discount Lyle Southwell. Yeah, the discount, the bargain bin Lyle Southwell here representing. <laughs> You're representing the Southwell clan. Oh, man. <laughs> what a rough gig. That's what you get. That's what you get for smashing me. But that's okay. How are you doing this morning, Harley? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah? I'm just uh, excited to be here, ready to study the Word of God. Oh, dude. Awesome. I see you're... Um, are, you, are, you, are you participating in Movember, as am I? Um, no, I've been participating since, like, last month as well, but oh, it's not actually same. an actual... I don't actually have the actual Movember sign-up. Ah, uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you just I'm like just, having a mustache. Yeah. Cool. Good times. Well, um, we're super stoked to have you on the show. Of course, you are a fourth year theology student, very close to your graduation, very I believe. Close. Praise God. <laughs> That's awesome. So you're going to be graduating soon, and we're super stoked that you can be here studying the Bible with us. Um, of course, during our break, um, we had someone answer the quiz. We did. And who was it? And what was the answer? The answer, okay, all right. First, the answer was in fact one Peter. First Peter. First Peter. Sorry, first, what? Same thing. First Peter, okay, yeah. I, I, um, so basically what happened was I couldn't get it in the time while I was on air. And then when we went off air, some guy knew what it was and one, oh, girl, woman, sorry, um, woman knew who it was and, Texted in and beat me to it, and then I worked out what it was. So, unfortunately for me, there goes my pride. But unfortunately for them, they get two prizes. So, yes, congratulations, Zainab from South Australia. She will get two prizes because she answered before you did. So, congratulations, two prizes coming your way, and the answer was one Peter. Yep, first Peter. Nice. First Peter. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just a habit. So, does that mean, well, are we, are we, is that it? Quiz is over? The quiz is over, but it was over so quickly. We don't want to end it so quickly, so let's do another one, hey? Oh, yes. Okay. You have a chance to redeem yourself here, Lawson. And Harley, you can have a go as well. Awesome. All right. So, it's going to be a what book am I again? Ooh. But the new question. One in 66. Here we go. My 19th chapter is virtually identical to the 30, 30, 70. There's a typo here. To the 37th chapter of Isaiah. Okay. Um, I'll say that again. The 19th chapter is vertically identical to the 37th chapter of Isaiah. Virtually. Oh. Virtually identical. So what book is that? Harley's thinking. Lawson, do you have any ideas? Are you going to have a guess? Uh, <laughs> I'll let Harley go first. All right. What do you think it is, Harley? If I get it wrong, am I allowed to keep guessing? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, oh. <laughs> not immediately. One guess for now. We might let you have another guess. 
later. Ooh, you were so close. N- no, 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 sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, you were, you were close to the... Yep, yeah, okay, he got it. All right, he got it. <laughs> no. Well done. <laughs> Is it... Um... Okay, so Harley has it correct. So no double prizes up for grabs with this one. But yes, Lawson got it correct too. Well done. Okay. You saw what Harley wrote. No, I didn't. You. Yeah, yeah, you did. I was going to guess that anyway. Oh, yeah, sure. Really? Uh-huh. Like, no. <laughs> that was a lie. I repent. But yes. I was going to, I was like, but it was definitely, because it has to have been, it has to have been because it was in the same historical vicinity. Yeah. So I'm like. And I know, I know it's, it's the, it's. Oh, no, I can't say anything Yeah, more. don't give away. <laughs> Shh. Okay, both of you. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so there are no double prizes up for grab because both boys got it correct. However, you can still win a prize if you know what the answer is, if you know what the book is. Give us a call at 1-800-324-843. Maybe just repeat, repeat it again. Sorry. 843. Oh, sorry. Yes. Repeat. That was the number. The question. The qu- you want me to repeat the, the clue again? Yes, yeah. because we kind of forgotten it. My 19th chapter is vertically... Virtually. Uh, virtually. Thank you. Identical to the 37th chapter of Isaiah. Okay. Okay, there you go. There you if you go. know what that is, give us a call, one eight hundred three two four eight four three and you will get a prize completely for free. Be our second prize getter today. That would be awesome. But now we come to our time of encounter with God. Our Bible study, of course. Um, our Bible study that we do every single day. Of course, this is part of our 20 million movement. We study the Bible uh, simultaneously around the world with 20 million people who are studying the same passage at the same time, which is just an incredible initiative to get people reading their word, to get them uh, discussing. And we are stoked that you can join in with us. This is also um, known as our Sabbath school lesson. If you want to be a part of this, if you want to get your own Sabbath school booklet that you can read at home... Um, I'm sure there are a number of ways you can get onto that. You can look it up online. You can um, get an app on your phone. Or you could go to your local Seventh-day Adventist church and ask for one, and they'll give you one completely for free. But in our 20 Million Movement, we have been studying through the book of Nehemiah. Um, It's been a particularly blessed experience because Nehemiah is like one of the great Bible heroes, one of the great uh, men of the Bible, one of the great leaders of the Bible, um, who existed in a time where basically great things were done. Israel was in utter disrepair because of the... uh, you know, the captivity that happened with Babylon. When Nehemiah comes on the scene, uh, they're in Medo-Persian uh, rule. They're still captives. And essentially, the, the grand theme of Nehemiah is Nehemiah b- rocks up to rebuild the wall of the city, to restore Jerusalem back to its former glory after basically praying for that, pleading with God for that, and being allowed to do it by King Artaxerxes. We've been going through the narrative of Nehemiah um, so far. And in, our, in last week's study, we got up to chapter 5 where we saw... Um, a really, really interesting situation. Essentially, they're in this very heavy, dire situation in you know in in Israel at the time. They're rebuilding the wall. When when you read chapter four, they're rebuilding the wall, and basically, while they're rebuilding the wall, they're having a lot of pressure and opposition from people on the outside. Um, They're being constantly attacked by the nations around them to thwart the building of the wall because they know, you know, the nations around them know once the wall gets rebuilt, they'll be restored as a nation. And it's to the point where, like, so they're they're building the wall and they're having to fend off um, attackers to the point where if you read Nehemiah chapter 
four verses 21, 22, 23. Actually, could we? Harley, you there? Could you read that for us? Nehemiah chapter four, ch- uh, verses 21, 22, and 23. And we'll just yep. do a quick recap on that. We worked early and late from sunri- sunrise to sunset, and half the men were always on guard. I also told everyone living outside the walls to stay in Jerusalem. That way, they and their servants could help with guard duty at night and work during the day. During this time, none of us, not I, nor my relatives, nor my servants, nor the guards who were with me, ever took off our clothes. We carried our weapons with us at all times, even when we went for water. Mm. So this is like a heavy situation, basically. This is like a hectic, high-pressure situation. They need to get this wall built as quickly as they possibly can, and they need to fend off every single attacker. They're not even getting out of their clothes. If you worked on the wall during the day, you would also volunteer for guard duty at night. Like These guys would have a pretty messed-up sleep schedule. It's basically hectic situation. Simultaneously, what's going on on the inside of the wall is also a bit of a problem. So they're relatively united on the outside. They're like, look, we just need to get this wall built. Let's get it done. Um, On the inside of the wall, we read through yesterday the story about how basically um, the people on the inside of the wall, the Jews, were in a really dire financial situation. There had been a drought that had come through, um, which had stopped them from being able to... um, you know, grow their crops and whatnot, which had limited them from um, paying the tax back to the Persian Empire. Um, to then pay that tax, they were then borrowing money from um, different Jewish nobles and lenders, uh, which then led a lot of them, because they then couldn't pay back their debt to the Jewish nobles and lenders, they were then being enslaved to the Jewish nobles. Um, then Nehemiah stands up and addresses that, basically calls them out and says, how are you guys going to defraud your your brethren, basically? How are you going to, as, as you who were captured and were slaves and were you know bought from your slavery, and we're given freedom from your slavery? How are you then going to enslave your fellow Jew by, you know, exacting interest on them? You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Yeah, Nehemiah just just smashes him, just calls them out. It's like, you guys are doing the wrong thing. You who were slaves because of the captivity are leading others into slavery. Um, And it's it's awful. Um, To the point where if we read in verse 12, the Bible says... um, uh, they felt so bad to the point where they were like, it, the Bible says that they had nothing to say to, to Nehemiah's accusations, and then they responded with, uh, we will restore it and we'll require nothing from them. Um, we will do as you say. Then I called the priests and required an oath from them that they would do according to this promise. So essentially, we're getting caught up here with the narrative. Yep. We've seen so far what's been going on in in Jerusalem as they've been rebuilding the wall. And that kind of... Then there's, you know, a few genealogies, a few smaller smaller but events that happens. On October 2nd, the wall is built. Yes. October 2nd, after 52 days of work, the, the wall is built, and now we're catching up to where we are, picking up. Everyone's mm-hmm. moving inside, it's settling mm-hmm. down, uh, and there's been, this, there's been this really... You know, after a big project has been completed, everyone's, you know, there's been a lot of change, everyone's just getting used to stuff, and now... We're about to pick up with where we are now. Mm. And we see that especially clear when we read Nehemiah chapter 7 and verse 73. Gemma, have you got that for us? Chapter 7 verse... Verse 73. The last verse in chapter 7. 
So the priests, the Levites, the gatekeepers, the singers, the temple servants, and some of the common people settled near Jerusalem. The rest of the people returned to their own towns throughout Israel. Mm. So we see here that, like, finally, yeah, they've moved back in. This is actually, you know, chapter 7 is like a giant genealogy of the, the captives who are in Jerusalem. And finally, the wall is built. They've moved back in. And now we come to chapter 8. And this is actually, you know, probably one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. It's just got some amazing moments in it. Um, but let's start reading it. Let's read verse, verse 1 and 2. Let's go from there. Harley, could you read that yep. for us? In October, when the Israelites had settled in their towns, all the people assembled with a unified purpose at the square just inside the water gate. They asked Ezra, the scribe, to bring out the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had given for Israel to obey. Mm. Um, oh, okay, man, your translation is like really like back to front. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, you only read the first verse, but like everything you said was in the second verse. <laughs> oh man, that's wild. But that's awesome. So basically we see here that the, the children of Israel, they gather together. Oh, wait, no, I didn't read the second verse, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So on October 8th, this is, the wall was finished on October 2nd. On October 8th, Ezra the priest brought the book of the law before the assembly, which included the men and women, and all the children old enough to understand. Mm. So they come together. My apologies. <laughs> That's right. It was a long verse, and, I, and there was some breakups in it, and I was like, oh, yeah. But no, no, there, no. there you go. No. <laughs> <laughs> they come together here for the first time. And they do church for the first time since they've been captives. They've been captives for around, you know, nearly 100 years now. Um, definitely, you know, in the higher, you know, 50, 60, 70 years. And they're finally getting together and doing, they're doing church. They've got Ezra the scribe there with the book of the law, which essentially is the, the first five books of the Bible, what we know as the, the Torah or the, uh, correct me if I'm pronouncing this wrong, the, the Pentateuch. Pentateuch. The, the Pentateuch. Pentateuch. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the Pentateuch. They get together to read the book of the law. Now, this is something that they wouldn't have done for ages. They wouldn't have done this for ages, not only because they've been captives, but you've got to think of the state that Israel was in um, in the time they went into captivity, the rampant uh, rebellion that was going on from God that led them into captivity to the point where, you know, when you read through the books of, you know, Kings and, and Chronicles, you see just before they go into captivity, the state of Israel. And it's like, it's like, oh, they're like, you know, they'll have like five kings in a row that are really terrible. And then I have like a king that like, oh, and he found the book of the law and they started reading it again. And then I have another 10 kings that like, you know, to the point where there is no Bible, there is no book of the law, there is no priesthood, there is no, no anything really. Um, and now finally, like after hundreds of years, they're having their first proper church service. It's being, it's being restored to them. Um, this is really awesome. We're starting to see a real change in the nation of Israel. We're starting to see a real restoration, not only because they've rebuilt the wall, which of course came from you know a very spiritual place. Nehemiah, he was praying for the situation in Israel. He was calling out to uh, to God, um, you know, to help the situation in Jerusalem, and his prayers were were answered. But I even think maybe for Nehemiah as well, this is maybe the first time he has ever, or maybe maybe no. An actual fact. Um, what they, they, 
because Ezra had already returned a few years earlier before Nehemiah, okay. they would have been doing this because this is something you're supposed to do every seventh month of mm-hmm. every year. So they would have been doing this already for a few times, which is one of the reasons why everyone was united to come together. So you're right in that it's been a long time since a nation that they've that they've been on this such a good track. But they've actually been they would have they would have been had this ceremony this this feast of uh, the feast of trumpets. Mm-hmm. Ceremony uh, a few times already, maybe for the last couple ten years or so, as they had re- already ah, resettled okay. into into the area. But this will be their first time doing it once again in the new built, newly built mm-hmm. city, just on time. They finished the building of the of the walls, and now it's come time for the feast of trumpets, and they're able to go straight into that. And what's really cool is it shows you know the people they built this pulpit, they made it a special occasion. Everyone came together, men, women, and children. Uh, it wasn't something that was forced on them. Everyone did it willingly because they were like you know what this is this has been a time of reform and i think there's a lesson we can take this for ourselves as well um it's good sometimes we have these you know we have these up and down moments as you were talking about earlier where we we seem to be in a really bad place spiritually and we'll you know we'll have a revival for like maybe a couple weeks here and there but there do come times in your life where once you do make a solid commitment to god that growth just keeps happening over a period of time a good solid period of time as you grow and learn Mm. and develop and, and 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 so on and you'll see god working things providentially in your life even more so as you walk in his will and as you walk in his way and what's happening here is all those promises that god gave to the israelites back in deuteronomy back in um in 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 the in in leviticus all those promises about like if you follow my path if you do these these if you do uh, live in accordance with my will if you follow my law you know this will be the natural result of of, of growth and prosperity and of holiness and we can see that's that's something that's already happening here. Uh, and so as they finished building the wall, straight away it goes into the Feast of Trumpets, uh, and 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 then they're able to do this uh, do this ceremony together. Mm. I will agree with you that yes, they would have. No, that was an amazing point. Um, that yes, spiritual revival is such an important thing, and we see them having this in experience. What led me to believe that this maybe was the first time that they had done this is in verse seventeen, where it says that they had not done the same. If we read in Nehemiah chapter eight and verse seventeen, it says, "So the whole assembly of those who had returned from captivity made booths and sat under." Um, sorry, and sat under the booths for since the days of Joshua, the son of Nun. Um, until the day of the children of Israel had not, until that day, the children of Israel had not done so, and there was um, very oh. great gladness. Yep. Okay. But this is specifically, I think, maybe in reference a, a to whole, the whole nation gathering mm, together. Yeah. And also the fact that this is the way that they made booths for, because immediately, yep. because they have the Feast of Trumpets, mm-hmm. and then they go into the Feast of Tabernacles yep, directly yep, after yep, it. Yep. Um, and it's like, yeah, this is the first time they had done that since. So yeah, that was yeah the, the feast of the feast of of, of of tabernacles, the feast of shelters, the, the camping trip, the big camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they hadn't done that since the time of, of Joshua, mm, which is really interesting because the time of Joshua was was well before even the time of the kings. Yeah, well before even the time of David, the greatest king. You know, mm-hmm. the one that God reveres, one that God calls a man after His own heart. So we see here, this is like. Out of such bitter, I guess, discouragement and persecution, we see mm. like extreme revival. Yep. Like they're really getting back on, you know, on track with God to the point where they're doing things that they haven't done since the time of Joshua, the son of Nun, that they should have been doing. Yeah. Um, which is, which is, which is awesome. What do you think about that, Gemma? 
<laughs> she thinks that it's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, um, this is, it's a really, really powerful point. Um, that you were making, Harley, about, you know, how this, yeah, this spiritual revival, it leads them to, to. When, when you're walking in God's will, you see God working everything out perfectly. And mm. his timing is able to, to, he's able to work his timing a lot better in your life. And I think that's a great lesson we can take from this is that we, we work together with, with God and, 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 and we see him journeying with us and providing all our needs in those areas. Mm, awesome. We're going to come back right after this. This is Anna Beden. And I am convinced that no from God's love and I am convinced that nothing can never separate us from God's love neither death nor life neither angels or demons neither our fears for today Worries about the future, not even the power of hell can never separate us from God's love. And I am convinced that nothing can never separate us from God's love. And I am convinced that nothing could ever separate us from God's love. Selfish me, anyone the victory. 
Welcome back to Faith FM. That was Anna Beden with I'm Convinced, one of my favorite songs about one of my favorite passages in the Bible, Romans chapter 8. But uh, let's continue on with our Bible study. But before we do, we have to do another clue for the quiz. Um, this is a What Book Am I quiz, I it believe. It is What Book Am I? Uh, the next clue is this book closes with the kingdom of Judah being carried off to Babylon. Now, the boys have already answered this correctly and they know what it is, but no one has called or texted in yet, so you've mm. still got a chance to call up or send us a text to claim the prize. Oh, hang on. Someone did call, but I missed the call, so they can call back oh, if they no. want. <laughs> okay, so someone out there has the answer. Give us a call back. We'll catch a call this time. We're so sorry, but try again. Promise we'll catch a call. If you know what the answer is, 1-800-324-843. Awesome. Continuing on with our Bible study here, we've been talking about, you know, uh, the children of Israel coming together in Jerusalem and talking uh, and and reading the law together for the first time in years and years and years because they've been in captivity, which is something that was actually commanded to them um, by in the book of Moses itself, exactly, in, in exactly. the first five books of the Bible, in Deuteronomy 31. And I yeah. thought it would be good to, to read through that. So, Harley, would you so, just yeah, do us the honors? If, if you're following along with your Bibles with us, it's Deuteronomy 31, verses 9 to 13. Deuteronomy 31, 9 to 13. So Moses wrote this entire body of instruction in a book and gave it to the priests who carried it in the ark of the Lord's covenant and to the elders of Israel. Then Moses gave them this command at the end of every seventh year, the year of release, during the Festival of Shelters, Festival of Booths, uh, you must read this book of instruction to all the people of Israel when they assemble before the Lord your God at the place he chooses. Call them all together, men, women, children, and the foreigners living in your towns, so they may hear this book of instruction and learn to fear the Lord your God and carefully obey all the terms of these instructions. Do this so that your children who have not known these instructions will hear them. And will learn to fear the Lord your God. Do this as long as you live in the land you are crossing the Jordan to occupy. Mm. So is the instruction here from Moses? He's like, this is what you guys need to do. Of course, he gives them the time period, which is the same time period that the children of Israel are in, in the book of Nehemiah, which is during the Feast of... It's called the Feast of Tabernacles in my in my Bible, or the Feast of Booths, the Feast of Shelters, whatever it may be. Big uh, camp. Big, the big camp, where they all build uh, tabernacles to dwell in, uh, or little tents, or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, It's at that time where they get together to read... The law. And it's also a time for them to remember the way that God delivered them in the past mm. through the wanderings that they went through in the wilderness. Mm. And so God instituted this festival, not just as like, oh, hey, look, here's a weird thing you're going to do because I'm a God who gives you weird things mm. to do, but because he's a God who gives us things to do for remembrance purposes. Because when we remember the way God leads us in the past, we are able to trust him for our future. Fully. Oh, that, that kind of like brings my mind to, you know, um, is, is it Second Corinthians 5, 7? I walk by faith and not by sight. You know, um, it's this, this whole idea that whatever is going on around you is not what you should have faith in, um, but rather, you know, the faith that you've already yeah. built up because of your experience Which with is why it's very clearly said here, you know, in verse 13, do this so that your children who have not known these instructions will hear them 
and will learn to fear the Lord your God. Do this as long as you live in the land you're going to occupy. Mm. And so he says, he makes this, a, it's, 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 it's like a memory event also, because like, who doesn't like a good camping trip? You know, yeah, except for when it's like fully. raining. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I've, I know growing up, you know, growing up, we'd often go camping with other friends who mm. had kids, you know, the same age as me, you know, and we go out in the bush and we go camping. We have a lot of fun playing, climbing on rocks and cl- exploring down rivers and all that kind mm. of stuff. And that's basically what, what they're doing. They're going away from their usual life. They're going out to these fest, to, 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 to celebrate this festival of booths. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, and everyone has this really good memory event. Uh, where 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 something sticks in their in their memory of how good of a time it was where God was with them, but it's also a time for revival and reflection on mm. what how God led in the past, and which right. is very important that we take those times out of our very busy lives because so often we're just go 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 go, but God calls us, hey, take time to rest on on, on every 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 Sabbath, but also you know God's a God who understands that you know we need holidays, we need Hopefully. we need to be able to. Um, just takes that time of reflection in nature, especially mm-hmm. get some nature therapy, um, not just downloading some app to like play uh, rain sounds while you go to sleep, but like <laughs> actually, you know, <laughs> actually going out into the bush, looking yeah. at a waterfall, sitting in the majesty of a beautiful sunset overlooking, you know, the 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 mm. sandstone cliffs of you know wherever wherever <laughs> you are. But it's just. You know, and 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 you become so close to God in those in those in those moments, mm. and then take some time just to reflect on 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 God's mm. law and and how He, you know, he, he he the will He has for our life to to live. Mm. Of course, when we talk about God's law, I think a lot of people, uh, my, you know, mind immediately goes to like Exodus twenty, Ten Commandments, you know, which man is an amazing passage of the Bible. It's basically God laying out like, oh. Here's how not to sin, because sin is awful and terrible. And here is like, you know, just the ways that I want to bless you to live a better life. Um, but it's more of a, it's a reflection, not just on, you know, or going to the book of Leviticus and reading through, um, you know, each part of the sanctuary service without context. No, when it talks about reflecting and reading the book of the law, there was a reason why this um, festival went for a number of days. It's because they would start at the start of Genesis all the way through to the end of Deuteronomy. It was a full-on reading of the first five books of the Bible, which, you know, in that time, not only reading the law, but also, you know, those amazing stories of, like, where they came came from, which is, would be just incredibly, like, I could imagine in the time of Moses, you know, partaking in that, like, being that you're so close to the event yep. that it's all, like, this is our history Check this out, right? So oh, not only go. not so this would also be so relevant for these people right now mm. because they have just returned from a very long journey. They have yes. just returned uh, from 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 this from this wilderness wandering almost, mm. you know, in being in exile. These yep. people, you know, even though they've been back for a number of years already, there's few that still came back with Nehemiah as well. And so there's all these people who've just come back. And, and, and now they're like, can see the wondrous works of God once again in his providence and helping them build the wall, uh, in, in such a short time because they were, and, and their, and their unity that they, that they, that they came together with as well. And, uh, once again, having great leaders in Ezra, Nehemiah, uh, and, and, and so forth. And so being able to do, you know, it would be so relevant 
for them as well. Yeah, be like, wow. You know, sometimes, you know, it's good to look back on, oh, wow, you know, God did all this amazing stuff hundreds and thousands of years ago. But let's take time to remember that, you know, the big thing he's done in our life recently mm. as well. Oh, man, you can draw so many comparisons there that, you know, they were in captivity, they were slaves, they were, their, their freedom was bought by, you know, when we look at the story of Moses, it was literally delivered to them by God. When we look at the story of Nehemiah, it's very clear that it was, you know, it was other godly people um, who were buying their freedom from captivity. Um, it was God. That's an interesting thought. It was God working on the heart of the king to uh, eventually allow them, you know, exactly, to, yeah. to yeah. leave. It was in, in two different ways. With the, with the Pharaoh, it was like, you know, God worked on that king's heart. That king's heart, you know, hardened. was hardened because of it, and, and they, God delivered them that way. Whereas with Artaxerxes, God worked on... Artaxerxes' heart, and rather it was softened, and yep. he let them leave. So the same, so the same, su- the same sun shining on both hearts. Mm. One heart like clay becomes harder; the other heart like wax melts. Yeah, Ooh. that's an amazing parable. I love it. That, is that is that a biblical quote, or no, is that's that, a Lyle Southwell quote? That's a Lyle <laughs> Southwell quote. <laughs> we're in here quoting Lyle Southwell. Um, that's amazing. But yeah, I think it's it's a powerful time. It's man, that would be so cool. Imagine being there. You're just sitting there coming together. It's like everything that they've been through, all the struggle that they've been through. It's like, hey, let's reflect on not only what God's done for us, but the way that God has led through all of time. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Amazing. Okay, we are uh, going into our uh, next section right now. This is Lady uh, Love Smith with In the Sanctuary. We have a high priest up in heaven. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He's our defender before the Father In a temple made by God, not man Behind the veil, in a place most holy Hallelujah, oh hallelujah Investigating, he clears the record of those redeemed by his own blood. He's blotting out my sin in the sanctuary. He seals my blood. provision for me in the sanctuary he's purifying heaven's temple hallelujah oh hallelujah in preparation for his returning for those who love and follow him he's blotting out my 
Hearts is a free community craft program for kids aged 1 to 5 designed to encourage growth and creativity through Bible stories. Join us each Tuesday during the school term from 9.30 till 11am at the Senior Citizens Hall, 401 Warburton Highway, Wandon North. For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happyhearts or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy Hearts. Free fun for kids and the mess stays with us. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But there's a program called Forgive to Live, designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. 
So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Sometimes it causes me to tremble Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there when they nailed him to a tree? Were you there when they nailed him to a tree? Sometimes I feel like shouting Glory, were you there when they nailed him to a tree? Were you there when they laid him in a tomb? Welcome back to Faith FM. We have come to the time of the question of the day, but before we do, we're going to have another clue for the quiz. Gemma, what is the next clue? Okay, so this is a what book am I? And there is a prize still up for grabs. And one of the final clues we're going to get to give today is the words king and kings appear over 390 times in this book in the NIV translation, to be specific. Well, there you go. If you know which book says kings a lot, well then, <laughs> give, give us, us a, a call. one eight hundred three two four eight four three, and you can win a prize. That will be our second prize for today. Complete. Third prize, technically, because our first one winner got oh, double two. prizes. Yeah. So this oh, will be just the third remind prize me that again. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay. Question of the day: We're going to be asking Harley Southwell, our resident. Uh, well, we have two theology students before us today, but we've got more theology. Ask, ask the fourth year student. Theology advanced. <laughs> um, I'm going to be asking Ooh, you a no question. Pressure, no pressure. All right, here we go. Should we, you know, in the light of what we've been reading in in, in Nehemiah? Should we be keeping the Feast of Tabernacles today? Ooh, that's an excellent question, guys. Um, there's a number of different opinions in uh, Christ- 
Christian thoughts uh, about this, uh, and there's still you will meet some Christians who say yes, we should keep uh, these 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 feasts, this, you know, the Feast of Tabernacles and other things. However, I believe the Bible is very clear in that we uh, those things have passed away now, and because of Christ and what He has done, and we and we have new. Uh, new things that replace these old Jewish uh, ones from the Jewish economy of the time. So, you know, one thing we can think of, you know, is what has Christ accomplished uh, in, in this area? Well, in Daniel uh, chapter 9, verse 27, speaking about what Jesus was going to do on the cross, uh, it says, He will confirm the covenant with many for one week. This is a prophecy. And in the midst of the week, He will cause the sacrifice and the offerings to cease. So what Jesus did on the cross was He, he caused the sacrificial system to stop. It also says, you know, in, in, in Matthew 27, verses 50 to 51, that when Jesus died on the cross, the veil in the temple was torn in two. Now, the and, and and basically the most holy place was now exposed uh and, and to the holy place and there was just another instance of saying you know what Christ has now done is now showed the need that we can have direct access to God through this all these other sacrifices and 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 all these um festivals and things from the old times they're not necessarily they're not they're not needed at all anymore because of what Christ has done uh now Almost all of the festivals pointed forward to what Christ was going to do, uh, and there's really only and and so you can think of the you know like the the Passover for example you know it's a very obvious what that one fulfills but there was ones after the Passover uh, like you know the Day of Judgment uh, and then like the the Feast of Booths was like was the last one uh, and and basically. Those are all um, pointing forward to, to, to what Christ has done. Now, do we then need to keep that, the Feast of Tabernacles today because that's the only one that hasn't been fulfilled? Because that's the, the, the best case you can make for any of them needing to be kept would be the Feast of Tabernacles because that's the only one that hasn't, necessarily, that hasn't been fulfilled yet. But let's look over in uh, Colossians chapter 2 and we're reading in verses... Well, I'm going to start in verse 13 just to give you a context. And you being dead in your trespasses and uncircumcision of your flesh, he was made alive together with him having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he's taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. So what, what, was, what was nailed to the cross here? Well, it was, it was this handwriting of ordinances, handwriting of, 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 of requirements and, ha- like, and, of, and of regulations and, 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 and so forth. It was all these, but ordinances really are just, you know, things ordained to be symbols, these symbols were nailed to the cross. And so then it says, Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing, triumphing over them in, in it. So let no one judge you in food or drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or of these special Sabbath days. This is not the weekly Sabbath, but the, these, these other Sabbaths, you know, like the Feast of Booths and so on, which, were, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. The reality, the fulfillment is in Christ now. We don't need those anymore because what Christ has done is now our Feast of Tabernacles and Feast of Booths. Hey, oh, look, wow. if you want to go for a camping trip and remember what God's done for you and re- read back through all these kind of things, yes, go for it. Do it. It'll be good for you. But it's not a requirement anymore because of what Christ has done. And, and wow. no one can judge anyone because they don't do it. Oh, that is amazing. What a what an incredible answer. Hey, if you have any questions of the day, give us a text 0491-064-669. We'll answer them on air. But right now, this is Carly Fletcher with The Captain.
Welcome back to Faith FM. We have come to the end of our show this morning, but that is okay because we are leaving you to live a beautiful life, have an amazing day, you know, go to work, spend time with family possibly, or maybe not. Wherever you are, we are just here. We're so grateful that we can be here at Faith FM, you know, presenting the morning show to you, you know, getting into Bible study and, and, um, you know, supporting the community in that way, our community of listeners. We've had a number of texts and calls come through this morning, which we're extremely um, stoked about. And we just want to remind you as well, of course, we are continuing for the foreseeable future, but 
not everything is certain, basically, we want to say. And so if you could just please send in any texts or give us a call at um, – or text us at 0491064669 um, to send in your support for the show. Um, of course, you know, there is, there is a very large possibility that we'll be continuing on, which is crazy. And I think a direct result of your guys' prayers from where we were, you know, just a couple of weeks ago where we were like, oh, man, I don't think there's going to be a show anymore. We inf- but now uh, we're coming to the end of our show with, of course, our daily giveaway. Gemma, what have you got there to give away? I have an awesome book called Christ's Object Lessons. Oh, I actually yes. bought this book myself a couple you. of months ago to read through with my morning devotions, and it has been excellent. So this free prize up for grabs. Give us a call, send us a text, and mm. it's all yours. So I had to pay for this book when I bought it a couple of months ago, but it can be yours for totally free. For free. It's an excellent book. Read it along with your Bible every morning. Fantastic. Mm. That is awesome, of course. Harley, I want to thank you for, for coming and helping us out on the show as well. My pleasure. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we just want to remind you guys, hey, if you have a want or a need to study the Bible, you can give us a call, 1-800-324-843, and we can connect with you with a Bible teacher in your area. This has been Faith FM. I was thirsting for that living water Drinking from a well that don't satisfy I met a man whose words were like no other He said, draw from a well that'll never run dry He told me everything I had done He said, come and drink the living water Come and take from streams of life You will thirst no more You will thirst no more I was hungry for heaven's manna And eating the meat that perishes and dies And I met a man, he walked upon the water He said, come partake of the bread of life The bread that cometh down from heaven He said, come and drink the living water Come and take the bread of life You will thirst no more You will want no more There's a water that's pure There's a bread that's true There's a light that shines And He's calling you I was without form and void and darkness All around me was trouble and strife And I met a man, he led me from my blindness He said I am the light of life The light that lighted everyone Come and drink the living water.
come and take the bread of life. You will thirst no more. Walk in dark no more. 